This episode of Two Girls, One Pod is brought to you by Petstock. Head to petstock.com.au to learn more about Petstock Assist National Pet Adoption Month. Before we start, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For me, that's the Wangabara clan. And for me, it's the Wurundjeri peoples. I like your breath. (laughs) (laughs) I can smell it from here. Imagine being able to smell my breath through the microphone all the way from Queensland to Melbourne. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god you can't think of one nice thing to say about me so you can't that's how shit i look today that you can't find one nice thing to say about me so you say you like my breath that is bleak we're actually really excited about this episode because this month is adoption pet month Is that what it's called technically or did I just make that up? Yeah, Pet Adoption Month. It's Pet Adoption Month and you know, you and I know, and people who have watched us from Gogglebox days know that we have always been mad for adopting ourselves some pets. Mad for it. Absolutely mad for it. Evie actually started before I moved in, didn't you? You started just getting in these little munchkins. It was one of the ways I lured you in. Yeah. Under a false sense of security. <laughs> and then you were like, surprise, here's Leon and Oscar. And I was like, ah! You couldn't live in our house without absolutely adoring rescue animals, mostly dogs. Mm. We fostered so many, so, so many. And it, it really helped us understand um, the importance of rescue as opposed to buying your pets. Yes. And just how many needy animals that people really don't realise what they're getting is the exact same thing that a lot of people spend so much money on. And a lot of people say, oh, but I want to know where my where my dog comes from. I want to know where my cat comes from. Um, you know, most of the time when you rescue, you can find out these things because they come from people who've either surrendered them because they've just realised that that's not the right fit. Whereas when you rescue and when you foster, you get a really great time to trial them and to see that it's a good fit. Most rescue organisations, well, pretty much I could say all rescue organisations, they don't want to fail in their matching up with the home and the pet. So they make sure that they know where that dog's going to. They come and look at your house. They look at, you know, all of that kind of thing. Well, when we did it, there was a full process behind it. And I feel like there's something magical about knowing that a dog has already been with, not a professional as such, but somebody that's so used to being around lots of different types of dogs and breeds of dogs to be like, oh, we've noticed for the last month or two that this dog, you know, is more suited to be with another dog or with children. Whereas if you get a puppy from a breed, because so many people are obsessed with breeds, which I get it, we've been brought up to be like, oh, I want a purebred. But that's only because you've been told they're generally the ones that have the most medical issues. But when you foster, you get to then have the chance to know that this particular animal is suited to your environment or your living situation or your work setup. That's what we found anyway. We fostered so many and adopted them on. We would 
foster through a foster agency and then we actually had another adoption agency that would uh, do all the adoptions for us. So we would have dogs constantly coming through our home and either going back to their owners, which is what we volunteered for that particular agency, but um, some of them would not be able to go back home again so they'd be adopted out, which was wonderful. And how amazing is it to get a rescue. I honestly have never been looked at the way I've been looked at by rescue dogs, Mm. like the way they look at you. And everyone, every single person that I talk to that has rescued and adopted says there is something very different about these ones. They look at you like you are the second coming and they have an appreciation for being rescued. Most of them have been through a a rescue, like a pound or, you know, they've been confused at some Mm. point where they're like, I'm not sure what's happening. And then when they know that they've just gone to their forever home, they look at you every single day with a thank you. Mm. I um, have fostered a neonatal kitten as well, which was really, um, I think, a really great way of learning whether you want to have a baby or not. Mm. Pets are always good at that kind of thing, like because, you know, they are hard work. But um, I fostered a neonatal kitten, which was only two weeks old. His name was Warren. (laughs) And because I was doing stories about him on Instagram, There was a lot of interest in him really early on with adoption. So he only then had to go through his fostering stage of learning how to, you know, do all the things that cats do. And then he was ready to go and and he got to meet his adoptive family to see if there was a good match first. And then he went on, well, I still get photos of Warren and he is a big fully grown cat now that is absolutely adored by the single dad and the the daughters that have adopted him. Like he is a part of their family. He sleeps on their bed. He has made their life complete. I love that. I never knew what happened to – I knew Warren would have went to a good home, but I – see, so many different types of families. You don't – you just think – you never would have thought he went on to a single dad with a couple of daughters. That is so freaking cute. Evie Jones, we've had a lot of rescue animals come through our doors over the years living together. What has your favourite thing, this is going to be a hard one, what's your favourite thing been about it? Oh, that is a hard one because there's just so many favourite things. I'd have to say the loyalty of a rescue dog. There is nothing like it. They know they've, they've been rescued and the way they look at you for the rest of their life is something to behold. They're the bestest friends. They really are. the bestest friends that anybody could have. Yeah. Plus, at the same time, you're helping to break the cycle of pet homelessness and finding yourself a furry or feathery friend for life. Yeah. The month of March is National Pet Adoption Month at Petstock and they are encouraging people to adopt different this year. Cats, large dogs and bonded pairs are the most in need of adoption in 2022. Adopt differently this year. You can even adopt a cat that needs you. Yeah. For more information on pet adoption, head to your local Petstock store or the adoption hub at petstock.com.au. So, you know, the little neonatal kitten that I fostered, which was only two weeks old, um, way too early to be taken from their mum. And that's another thing about um, buying from a breeder. They often 
give you the the pet too early. Yeah, like because they're such an expensive commodity that they're selling you, they want the money quite quickly. So they're happy to just let the pet go on. And also when you're buying from breeders, people don't often know what the mother of the dogs have been through in order to get your purebred $4,000 puppy. Well, that's the worst part. You've got to really look into that before you say, oh, no, but they're just a nice little backyard breeder. What sort of a person really puts a dog through – bulk births and pregnancies, especially when you want your little tiny handbag pooches. Think about that tiny mother and how much she's been through just so you get your fancy dog. She doesn't want to be given birth that many times. No, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't know the back story of where their puppy has come from. Um, you know, puppy mills are obviously a hideous, hideous practice. But even, you know, breeders – Unless they're extremely ethical, mm. they can overbreed um, the same dog. One one bitch should only really do one or two litters in a lifetime, but that doesn't make humans a lot of money. So, you know, they start to throw their ethics out the window. The fact of the matter is there is enough rescues so many. for everyone to adopt a dog for the next five years. But also people think you can't get a purebred when you adopt. You still can. We've had like golden retrievers, Labradors, Chihuahuas, Bulldogs. We've had some amazing purebreds. And even if they are mutts, I find mutts to have the best personality because they're a mix of everything. You know how many times I've met someone who has bought a really expensive dog from a breeder and they think they're getting a little Pomeranian and all of a sudden it looks more like a collie and it's like, yeah, and they get their DNA tests done and it's got like 10 different breeds in it. Yeah. You know, so you just end up with a bitzer of a dog that you absolutely adore. It can be a bit of a process to rescue as well. A lot of people say, oh, every time I look, you know, I get I get rejected or, you know, it takes so long. So it's really easy just to go through a breeder because I know I can just get the dog like I just buy it. You've got to always remember that this is a living, sentient being and it's not a shop you know, you're not going to the grocery store. You know, the rescue organisation wants to make sure that you're going to fit and match. So many people surrender their animals because they've not thought about what they're bringing into their home. And when they realise, oh, this isn't this isn't a good match at all, they surrender their dogs and sometimes they never get another dog. So rescues can actually be a great match for you when you're talking to rescue experts who are like, okay, where do you live? What's your lifestyle like? How often are you at home? All right, let's talk about, you know, this kind of dog, that kind of dog, and we can give you a trial. Yeah. And I feel too most people kind of stay away from the larger type of dogs and I've found, especially rescuing and fostering, I would always find the big dogs in these cities were the best because they sleep. So I had two massive greyhounds, rescue greyhounds that I was looking after that was so beautiful. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to run them around. Literally went for two walks a day. Then they just follow me around the house or sleep. 
And people would really stay away from big dogs thinking, oh, no, my apartment's too small or I'm in a city. It's like, nah, it's the little ones that want to do backflips. Yeah, it is the little terriers that want to run around all day and they, you know, rip around your apartment and everything. Big dogs like greyhounds and Great Danes and Mastiffs, they will sleep all day long. Even Labradors, like they're really um, energetic at the park, but they'll sleep all day at home. My girl, Big Sissy, she, you know, she just loves to sleep all day. She's absolutely huge. As long as you've got a good bed for them, they won't take up much more room than that. And they're really easy because they don't need a lot of exercise, which is um, a lot of people just simply don't know that about big dogs. There's two others that I'd really like to touch on, two types of rescues. One of them is a bonded pair. A lot of people don't realise how many pets are surrendered together. Yeah. And it keeps them really calm and you you realise once you meet them, just how reliant they are on each other and how much easier that is on your lifestyle because they've got each other. Remember that dogs are a pack animal, Mm. that they like a tribe. They like to know that they're a part of a a family and adopting a bonded pair is not much different to adopting a singular dog. You know, the food, everything, it's just double but it's not that much. Mm. So that's often a really good thing to think about and the other thing that I personally like to promote is adopting a senior. Yes, you love adopting a senior. Most people stay away from them because they think, oh, I'm only going to have a little bit of time with them, but it's like some of the best times. And then you've rescued something that just wants to live out their last, you know, five or so years that's just magical and they love so hard. They do and they're actually incredibly easy to look after even if they need medication and, you know, there's just something about adopting a senior and giving them that dignity for the end of their life that is so rewarding for you. A lot of people think that they can't deal with the end of life yeah. and you, you can be quite surprised at how – honourable it is to do and how much joy you get from giving a dog a beautiful last couple of years. Yeah. Did you know that black dogs are the least adopted? What? Because of the stigma of the black dog, which means depression. Oh, because of that black dog. People say, oh, I've got the black dog. Yeah. And also a black cat Oh, and it's like bad luck. The color black means bad luck. So they are actually often left behind in pounds. I'm guilty of that. When I see black cats, I'm always like, oh, something bad's going to happen to me today. No, we got to get rid of that stigma. We've got to get rid of because imagine being the black cat or the black dog and not knowing you are a bad luck sign that humans have completely made up. That's so mean. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. I mean, in in real life, I had someone text me just the other day saying, I got the black dog at the moment. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I didn't want to say, don't, please don't use that term. Like it's a really bad term to put that on an animal that is so loving and so beautiful. You know, if there is a black dog or a black cat that comes up and says hi to you when you're going to the pound to have a look or you see a beautiful black dog or black cat on the website um, that you're looking through to adopt and they take your fancy and they make your heart happy, 
Yeah. Ask to meet them because they may be your next best friend. The best part of fostering a dog or many dogs are the hugs. The hugs and the sweet, sweet, dirty pashes. Kisses. Oh, my God. Cute aggression. Cute aggression. And also how many stories and laughs. Oh, my God. Actually, one of the best things is the laughs. I can't think of how many times we would just sit and watch our dogs and laugh. And you would give them little nicknames and they all have different personalities. Or we'd put little things in their little hairs and they wouldn't like it and they have their own little uh-uh. things. They just, it's just, it's a story. Yep. And yep. what's more important than making memories and dogs give you the best memories. They're the best friends in the whole entire world. There. That's the best thing ever. They truly are. And they never judge you and they love you forever. And they will watch you naked. They will watch you on the toilet and you will never feel judged by them. Not ever. Ever. Oh, my God. They're so much better than humans. Yeah. Go and adopt your new best friend this month. And if you need any more um, inspiration, just go check out Angie and Evie Instagrams and you'll just see all the funny times we've had with our rescues. And also we'll put on as many photos as we can find for the month, the adoption month, and you'll just fall in love and you'll get to see the array of dogs that you can choose from. They're out there. Go find your soulmate. Woof, woof, woof. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid girl. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Um. Yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a rabbit. Oh, no, that's a guinea pig. What's a Um. rabbit? That's a bird, obviously. Oh, that's a good one. What about this? But that's a rooster. That's a bird. Ah. Yeah, you can adopt them. What's this one? Oh, that's a neonatal kitten. <laughs> no. Sucking on a box. Sucking on a teat. No, what's this one? A fish. Yeah, you can adopt a fish. A fish. <laughs> this episode of Two Girls, One Pod is brought to you by Pet Stock. Head to your local store in March to learn about pet adoption and find the right pet for your lifestyle by adopting differently. Or visit their adoption hub at petstock.com.au.